You called me a dum-dum and she called me an idiot, so. Yeah, when you post a pic of yourself where you look really cute, then you have to say something a little self-deprecating so it doesn't look like you're just bragging. Oh, okay, got it, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, this is good. Slapping down some pig shit with these fat fucks, and I'm the fattest of them all. If I died tomorrow, no one would shed a tear. Load my freaking lard carcass into the mud. No coffin, please. Just wet, wet mud. Bay. All right. Welcome back, analysis listeners. I'm Matt Hayes. We're Matt and Bob, and we're here to pod. And you're, of course, listening to the... That's right, I am Matt Hayes, and joining me, the prince who was promised the Tony to my Starks of Winterfeld, the Johnny Teitelbaum to my Fort Fairlane. Here we go. What's up, Matt Hayes? You gulping down some pig dicks? Yeah. <laughs> giant just, pig dick? Yeah, just, you know, slurping down some pig anus with two fat hogs on a... Yeah. <laughs> you won best hog at the hogs shit snarping contest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Gulping That's a line some... from uh, we got a hot take. Usually, usually we're our schedules are so uh, off kilter that we're we're not able to get on to the you know the the get in there before everyone else has kind of had. Yeah, we're always late to the party. Mm-hmm. Thank you for thank you for joining us and, and and thank you for always being late to the party with us, listeners. Yeah, well, yeah. welcome back. People just just lazy TV casual <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> We, but we got hot takes. This is uh, Netflix's new um, streamable series sketch show by Tim Robinson of Detroiters fame, though. Yes. Nobody really knows who that was. Um, I think you should leave. Um, I randomly discovered this. I, I just I saw it pop up the other night, and then I, I watched it yesterday. Just you know, fifteen minute episodes banged it out. I am so happy this guy is getting a shake, a fair shake. So. For anyone that might not know, me and Matt, a long time ago, had dabbled in Second City training, and the time that at least I was hanging out around that theater and and going to shows and going to see main stage shows, there were two guys from Mm -hmm. Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, that were headlining on the main stage, which was Sam Richardson who is on Veep and has also collaborated with Tim Robinson a lot. And then, of course, Tim Robinson. And Tim Robinson is from Royal Oak, Michigan. So he's actually from my hometown, but he went to a a private school at the time. But I remember, you you know how I have this habit of walking up to people that I admire when I'm drunk and letting them know that? Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing him in a show and walking up. He was unchaining his bike outside the theater, and I was just drunk. I was like, hey, you're from Royal Oak. I'm from Royal Oak. You're amazing. You're fantastic. But he uh, eventually got picked up on SNL. Southfield. I gave him yeah, a Southfield. Exactly. He was and told him you were gay. Um, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, gay. He, 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 he was briefly underutilized on SNL. I don't even remember him being on that show. He was only there I mean, for he... one. He was only on the show for one year. And then very randomly, as Bill Hader was exiting the show, he uh, even unsolicited just just was like, I think this guy is is the next great thing in comedy. I'm really excited for Tim Robinson. And they instantly transitioned him onto the writing staff and off of the show. Probably because he looks weird and his comedy is very weird. Yes. Uh, so in the meantime, he was able to create that show on Comedy Central with, with, with Sam called The Detroiters, which also failed because it was just 
too bizarre for television. Um, but I thought had some some funny moments. And he I also, actually didn't even watch the second season. I, the third season's good. It's just like a couple of down on their luck guys yeah. in Detroit making mm-hmm. uh, small town um, ads <laughs> for like yeah. crappy car dealerships and a lot of shit jokes. A lot of like mm-hmm. we're out of toilet paper jokes, which you know I love. And then he uh, and then he was also he got there was this show called The Characters, which allowed mm-hmm. sketch comedians. 30 minutes to just do random bits so it wasn't he he had just a 30 minute segment on that show with just his own stuff yeah it was like a televised open mic sketch show it's like here's 30 minutes show us what you got and tim's i didn't even watch the rest of him but his greg turned me on to this i think both of us but uh his uh his lady luck the guy who like sammy paradise (laughs) oh two eyes himself Uh, which that's, I mean, that's a classic uh, uh, of that series. And then um, the other one where he uh, he was um, obsessed with uh, leaving a paint job in, <laughs> in, the, in, in, the, in that gun store. <laughs> I didn't do that paint job that made everyone leave the bus. <laughs> he keeps trying to buy this gun and he, he turns to a mirror and he goes, well, 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 if it isn't the well, guy that well, claimed well. I did a big paint job in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. this, this Tim, gun's not gonna work. I need a, I need a bigger gun. <laughs> t- t- yeah, yeah. All right, let me see how this feels. Well, well, well. If it isn't that that guy who laughed at me when I went out of the bathroom and said it was a paint job, but <laughs> he's obsessed with like long play revenge narratives and yes. also poo hoop humor. <laughs> Yeah, and then at the end of that sketch, he goes, can I use your bathroom? No, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, I'm not going to leave it a paid job. Oh, man, so so that show was just a glimpse into him basically getting more extended time. It's basically what I think you should leave is is that character's premise, only he gets five times the amount of yeah time to, it's to it's make. essentially like you were the most successful of these guys let's give you your own shot and uh and it what's cool about it is they're 15 minutes kind of feels like adult swim level um uh, you know uh, of screen time and also i think i read this on the ab club uh article just now where it's like these sketches are like bizarre and 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 weird and, and some and there's definitely some misses but like the hits are really funny so it kind of feels like it feels like like uh, like an SNL sort of like late night slot. Some of them cut for time, but uh, it, that's usually the ones that like people in comedy will like share around. Like people that have given up on SNL will be like, "Hey man, did you, did, you should check out like that one thirty spot." Yeah, the Will Forte uh, uh, Sedakis potato chip sketch. Yeah, potato. Cause they're hungry, Janilda. Cause they're Cause hungry. They're hungry, Janilda. And and this also lends itself really well to people from SNL coming in and doing cameos. So Will Forte has the insane man (laughs) (laughs) on the airplane revenge. Uh, You were a baby in the eighties and (laughs) cried the whole flight on my way to London. (laughs) I was too tired to make the guards laugh at the fucking. Yeah. It was my dream to get to London and try to make the guards out of Buckingham palace laugh. And I was so tired. tired. I was out of funny. (laughs) My beloved Buckingham Palace. Oh man, now, <laughs> it's got the that, wrong seat. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Ah. <laughs> and then oh, and of course on... she'd move in the way in which I'm going. 
that so. was, that's definitely the highlight of the show. That's the hardest I laugh. I mean, it's a funny premise, but Will Forte just like completely brings it and like elevates it to like yeah. a next level. The hardest Whereas, I laughed was the Instagram sketch. With, oh really? Yeah. Oh my. The the women tagging themselves on Instagram. That's that's kind of gone a little bit viral. It's gone semi viral, where people. Oh, that's, it has. And so people, because I have a lot of people at the at the cooler, the water cooler, coming up to me. It's like, have you seen this new show? Have you seen this new show? And I'm like, no, I love that guy. He he did some of the, my favorite stuff at Second City. He had this one sketch where he would, uh, where it was America's Funniest Home Videos, and he had his character had won america's funniest home videos but but the fall from the video left him paralyzed so they had to like get him (laughs) up on stage so the whole thing was wheeling him through the audience and trying to get this wheelchair on stage i don't even remember that yeah and it was oh it was insane but anyway uh but i was like dude that guy's amazing and so like uh, the the people the people i know who are comedic or follow comedy uh we're definitely recommending this and that's the one that they kept referencing was like this instagram sketch this instagram dude that had me i haven't laughed that hard since when i was watching last man on earth like i was really holding my sides laughing Uh, (laughs) and you know when i laugh hard i i i get cramps because i'm not in good shape so i was like i was like cramping (laughs) oh 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 no fuck Oh man! But yeah, them the the her trying to when when women if you post something cute you have to say something self deprecating otherwise you look like you're bragging so it's like exactly sitting here with these pieces of shit slurping down piss (laughs) fish piss (laughs) it was very pig heavy like hogs and you know yeah like eat slurping hog and then they're trying to understand it where it's like wait are we the piss or are we the hog shit are we the meat <laughs> that one was great i mean that, that that's uh, that's definitely like um a good calling card for for the show like you remember like black mirror where, like that first episode was all about like it, as long as you pigs. have like yeah if you have a if you have a good uber rating then you're doing okay and like like people oh, love yeah. the, this this meta self-referential let's make fun of social media stuff because then they can share it on social media and like oh my god it's like becky oh my god it's us right yeah Ugh. this that chaining um, your self-worth uh, I, to likes and yeah just the artificial nature of your social media presence yeah so um funny. That, so that's definitely going to be the one that gets gets the re, the retweets. Uh, I, I I can see that for good reason. Some of my other favorites, I'll list them off here. I mean, how about Fred Willard as the uh, organist? Weird, <laughs> so weird with a weird with a weird mustache, like a Raleigh Fingers mustache. I loved when he was smashing the plates, <laughs> tossing this. No, it wasn't even smashing; just casually tossing yeah, yeah, them over yeah. his shoulder. Just all part of the 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 music. Yeah. Uh, that one. that one got me, and then uh, one of the better acted sketches was uh, the magician embarrassing him. Oh, so wife. good! And that has Cecily Strong in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, you ruined my life. <laughs> he gets up there, doesn't even let the guy get into his bit before he tells yeah. him how much more money he makes. <laughs> um, I don't have a I baby. I thought that was dick. funny. Oh, so funny. All right. So okay. Good. Well, we couldn't tell from the suit. I'm not going to leave uh, you. We're going to stay together until the kids go get out of the house and go to college, but I will never respect you. And I will yeah. make sure our kids do not respect you. <laughs> Just because he was duped by a magician. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, um, I, I, 
another one. I wasn't sure how he felt about it, but uh, upon rewatching that, it was the um, the car. Um, yes, the the I, consensus. I, I, yeah, the, or the, the focus the, group. The, the focus group. Yeah, focus group. Like, what do you like in a car? What do you uh, Bluetooth headphones? Yeah, like comfy seats. And then like Rear this weird, yeah. this weird old guy that was like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> It should be so small that the 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 driving wheel doesn't fly out of the window. He's very concerned about the wheel slipping off and flying through the window. And the whole time I was like, who is this guy, right? Yeah, cuz he could know. barely speak English. Yeah, and then and then one of his and then one of his suggestions was that he wants the car to be so stinky. But I don't I'm not sure where that was. I can't remember where that went. <laughs> well, then it, and then he starts belittling that guy for his mother-in-law <laughs> and then they make him oh, yeah. try to fuck his mom mother-in-law oh yeah because because he flinched when he bottle flipped yeah. um <laughs> oh man um, so uh yeah the, i guess all right so that guy <laughs> super memeable breakout star ruben rabasa previously known by many as a spanish language tv star um but now known as the extremely funny old guy who yells stinky during the car focus group sketch. So I guess like what so they were they are they were just auditioning this dude and they were like blown away by the audition. He's like, I was so, watching this, I thought, oh my god, we found the perfect person for this this Tim and Zach sketch, blah blah he's, blah. He's right. Yeah. Um and here's hoping Netflix renews Tim's show so we can get more Rabasa content. Yes. Um, yeah, that that guy. Yeah, he was weird. <laughs> but uh, uh, that, what what were kind of your misses? You think? Because you know, it's <sighs> like flying circus, like Monty Python. Even the grades, you got to wade through quite a lot. Yeah, one positive. more that I really liked was the the guy who was really into uh, blues artists at the charades. Oh yeah, that one had me. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. It's like that what? one was great. You don't know this guy. Well, this is another guy that was on the Colgate Comedy Hour. Yeah. That you're probably. You... All right. Well, we didn't watch the Colgate Comedy Hour. All right. Uh, pass. Okay. Well, this one probably won't help you that much, but he was also on the Colgate Comedy Hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he needs he needs her to go into the Christmas gift to christmas decorations <laughs> to get his walnuts cracked. anyway oh yeah <laughs> where uh, be your walnut cracker uh, uh i don't know your christmas stuff at the attic well, i actually thought that the fred willard bit was so bizarre that it missed for me oh really oh man i thought it was funny um i'm, I'm trying to think i just off the top of my head I, I what were some of your misses and maybe i'll agree because I, I can't really remember off the top of my head oh uh, it was like that writer's room where they were killing time by looking at videos and like oh uh, yeah that was dumb <laughs> The, the 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 what's it bozo dubbing um how how do you feel about like the the feces receipt paper oh uh, i liked the receipt paper again with yeah. the mud pie on your hands <laughs> I, did you did you like that one yeah I, I well, and the fact that he's dead at the end <laughs> every single one of these sketches i have no idea where they're going and that's it's it's like it's it comes completely out of nowhere first it's like this whole did you like the gift did you not like the gift but then the this he suddenly gets violently ill from from the paper and then it's this this experiment on whether or not it's the paper that's contaminated or he didn't wash his hands or no, he used too yeah. small of a square when wiping his butt 
<laughs> so many poop bits. I know. If you are a fan of poo humor, of farts, <laughs> yeah. There's another another one that missed, but was still okay. Was the was the 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 repairman replacing his toilet with a really small <laughs> fart hole. <laughs> oh man, no, I like that one. Where it's like, has this ever happened to you? Where you invite these guys in and they're just like <laughs> taking in turns, taking muddy shits and. And then they like charge through your house and jump on your like, and you try to join in, be like, no, no, no. Does that ever happen to you? Give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it wasn't a miss because I'm laughing. Small fart but, hole. Um, no, yeah. there. I mean, there definitely were, but it's like the, it's overshadowed by so many good ones. Yeah. Um, man. I mean, even the, like Ugh. the very first intro where it's like he goes to leave an interview and it's like that's a push. No, no, no. I was here earlier. It's definitely pull. <laughs> Forces it open. Yeah, it sets the tone. It sets the tone of just yeah humility, humility and dark humor and, and nonsense. But yeah, just just really easy, consumable, bite sized. It's smart because you know you can cut each one of these into a three minute segment. You put it up on YouTube, it goes viral. People get interested in your show. I I see this catching on. I really do. I I see a lot of people getting into this show. Oh, this is one hundred percent. I mean, Portlandia was well before this, but like the, the the you know, this is the new SNL. Just like just getting sketches up there. Um, you know, what was that quote in Sideways? Publish it yourself, Miles. Just get it up there. Get it in libraries. Mm-hmm. Let the people decide. Um, yeah, yeah. So I I think we'll just see more and more of these little bite size, just like just bingeable fifteen minute, very um, easy to digest. Um, vehicles i mean they're, they're you know they're green lighting uh what are they trying to hit there like uh 3247 this year green light green lit projects so uh netflix you're green lit yeah <laughs> um but yeah I, I give it a stream um it's definitely worth checking out uh, hopefully we see more of it i mean see any reason why they wouldn't give this guy more, more runway I'm glad he's catching on. He's yeah. very funny guy, just really weird looking and a very odd viewpoint and and point of and personality <laughs> and, and comedy style. But I I love it. So yeah. Well, uh, real quick, it's I just want to Royal Oak, Michigan. Yeah, Royal Oak. Um, Royal Oak. Well, real quick, I just want to switch gears here uh, and just touch on uh, the last Sunday. Me and you had uh, kind of a an epic. Uh, Sunday of an epic of, run, yeah. So it uh, we both now. If you haven't listened to it, check out uh, the analysis episode uh, breaking down uh, Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Bob um, and his uh, correspondent there. Um, but re- mm-hmm. real quick, um, so I we just kind of by coincidence, both me and you ended up seeing Endgame on a Sunday, and then immediately turned around and watched uh, Game of Thrones: uh, The Long Night. Um, and I just, I was just kind of curious to catch up with you, and thought, uh, just wanted to ask you who, who, who won the night? I mean, it's kind of like the, 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 the crescendo of two juggernauts in, in terms of the, uh, the, the zeitgeist. It's the only two things people talk about: uh, Marvel or yeah. Game of Thrones. So, who do you think kind of came who out won? on top? Yeah, I went to a four o'clock show of Endgame, and Game of Thrones comes on at seven o'clock here in or excuse me i believe it's eight o'clock it comes on in chicago central time so my the, my show ended at seven thirty. i dropped barry off and got home kicked the feet up and went right into game of thrones mm-hmm. yeah me too. i would say over the course of this time I, I i would find myself more 
connected to the characters in Game of Thrones than I have ever been with this tenure run of the Marvel movies. Yeah. <clears throat> but I now uh, I remind me myself... you 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 binged the entire series in between seasons seven and eight, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So I binged it all basically starting in uh, the fall. The peer pressure was in, too great in this fall, and I got them all in. But I I found myself just more interested in the arc of Game of Thrones than I have ever been in the arc of this Avengers series. But I will say that I. In terms of my emotions that evening, I think Avengers. I was I, Avengers impacted me well farther beyond. I actually had some problems with that Game of Thrones ep- episode. So yeah, I feel. Like, I think our Avengers won the night. It won the night for me as well, and it's a little unfair to Game of Thrones to have watched a three-hour emotionally draining epic, uh, landing stick, um, like Avengers Endgame was, and then to kind of not even have a buffer to be like reset and. Because the, the entire time, I'm kind of, like, still thinking about that movie. And I was like, why did I like that so much? Like, I don't even really care about the MCU. Um, but so I, I wouldn't mind watching it again. And and, and, it's, and it's also not the very end of the line. It's just, like, the whole army, the, the war with the White Walkers has been built up. Like, little scraps here and there. You just get hints at it and hints. And then it finally comes. It's this massive thing. Who's going to die? Blah, blah, blah. What's going to happen? And it... it you know, they're, they're yeah, wor- they don't kill off anyone elemental to the story. It was very safe. And that's why that's why Endgame, <clears throat> there was a lot of bold choices that were made and a lot of critical characters that you say goodbye to. And that doesn't really happen in, in Game of Thrones where that's what you were anticipating. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wipe <clears throat> out half of these critical characters and like almost no one goes. And, you know, a lot of people have been critical about just the visibility of the battle scene. You would have liked to, to see more or just have more communicated to you. And it's just, and as well as, as I, I just think now you look at it as the whole battle with the whites was somewhat of a, a side factor to, it's all about this throne. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, it's like, Cersei it, was, it, 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 it seems kind of arbitrary now, doesn't it? <clears throat> it a little, yeah. It, it was a little bit of a letdown. Um just because it was built up to... I mean, they were both hyped to the 100%. You can't hype something more than these two entities. Um, And whereas Game of Thrones, it's kind of like TV money versus movie money in a little bit was on display. Yeah, And and I, I kind of... I kind of brush back against the whole I couldn't see this episode critique because it's like, well, I mean, they're probably watching it on your phone or on your fucking laptop in bed while you're, like, eating a sandwich. It's like, if you have a decent TV, if you sit down, you turn the lights off, and kind of like commit to something without like you know fucking around like it's it's fine you know what I mean um, I mean to, to, you probably need like a 4K streaming TV to really you know mm-hmm. but that, that that's that's why kind of uh, the at home experience is so in the hands of the viewer where hey these people filmed a gorgeous episode you gotta kind of like give it some attention and and you know dim the lights uh, <clears throat> with so anyway but. Um, uh, what was I saying? I mean, there's definitely some beautiful imagery, but there's like, there's like halfway in, you're like, how are, how is anyone alive anymore? Like, I, yeah. I, just, I just saw this person, Brienne, uh, in a swarm of zombies, like actually eating her. And then a half hour of battle goes by and you're like, oh, she's still there. Just kind of up against the wall. Uh, that's, it, it, beca- it became implausible where they're like, there is no, nobody is surviving this. Um, 
and then it, I think that it kind of it lost me a little bit. And I, I've had my critiques with as soon as they've lost lost the safety net of the books, they've kind of gone off the rails a little bit, and everything's very sped up. And you know that's just kind of what the show is now. I just don't think it, I just think they're being too careful with the characters now that they've left the storyline of the books a little bit. But that was the appeal of the show was how how ruthless they were to the characters. Yeah. It's like how you could fall in love with somebody and, and in any moment they're going to get their head chopped off. Mm-hmm. And so that's why people were drawn to you and now all of a sudden you're it it's almost like a, a this is a really shitty metaphor, but it's almost like a football team who's this air raid offense and you build up this lead by halftime, this like twenty one point lead, and then all of a sudden you try to sit on the clock and run the ball out for the, the whole second half. Yeah. And you're you're like blowing this what made you good in the first place. And I, I'm almost like, be ruthless with the characters. That, like we want blood. Like we're we're already now to episode four in your and 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 this is a show that's always struggled a little bit with just the pace and how they roll things out. People used to be too critical that they took way too much time to wade into things, and now all of a sudden it's like get get to it. You're you're taking too much time, or you're 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 excuse me, you're accelerating too fast, and you're yeah. going. It's 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 it's. It's trying to find a rhythm. It's a little bit There's of an overcorrect. Sh- yeah, but it's so it's it's like it's the expe- expectations are so huge on this show where I will give it leniency, and I'm still very invested in this story and where it's going to go. The fan theory is always fun. I know yeah. you don't work in an office setting, but it's really fun to sit there and, and like sit around a lunch table and and have everyone share their different opinions on where this thing's gonna go. So I mean I still am I I'm still in it but there's you know I'm also not one that's gonna sit there and, and make apologies for every episode so I there's people that do that they're like well you know of course you know we're gonna have to watch Sansa take a shit for an hour and a half I mean we haven't seen her shit the whole series so like we gotta sit there and we gotta watch it you know and I'm like dude no you're just you're making you're making excuses that that episode was a waste of time so I I just I I have mixed feelings on it but I. I I still will give the the show its due. Yeah. It's still very impactful. I mean, people out for a bloodbath, it's like, I mean, they haven't really killed all, they haven't really subverted the narrative of, like, fantasy genre, I mean, since Oberyn, that was, like, season three? So, I mean, yeah. season three, season four? So, it's been a long time since, I mean, the the, the, the Sept um, scene, I think, uh, last season where Cersei blows up like, her whole family or whatever, uh, or all of her enemies in King's Land. I mean, they, they just... Uh, I don't know. They haven't really done something like the Ned Stark esque or like the Red Wedding, or there hasn't been a shocking death in quite a long time. It's kind of not really what the show is anymore. But yeah, and, and at the same time, I mean, like, I, I well, I just, I mean, do you want to finish the thought on Thrones or? Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say I wanted to see the 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 night or the the Night King have more power. Like I I like he he raises all the 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 dead bodies. Like I get that, but you know. A, last season he has that that javelin and he throws it you know 700 yards to to dot that dragon and, and you're like oh dude, like what what else does this guy have in the bag and really he just kind of mm. wanders around that episode and besides raising the dead which i know is a huge deal but they, they kind of take him out in a very i was almost hoping for an avengers like everyone needs to use their own skill set to take this dude down yeah kind of that guy would have been cool and instead you just kind of get this like oh yeah just mm. Well, slide a hand here and see you later. And now this is all done. Yeah, don't worry about this anymore. It makes me think that there's maybe there's something left with him. Where like even the White Walkers, you know, they, they like they did, never did anything in the whole battle, and like it, you know, 
Yeah, you would have expected them to like be kicking ass, but they didn't even really need to because it was, it was so completely in hand. That's why I there I feel like there might be something else left. So so we'll see. I don't know because um, I guess when uh, when George R R Martin was like kind of handing over the keys to the car, he was like, "Look, uh, I'm taking forever on this book. I gotta take a big shit, and uh, I don't really feel like writing anymore because I'm rich." So he's like, hey, "Here are the big three. Oh, oh my God!" And it was like, um, um, "John's mother, you know, your John being Aegon Targaryen, and the second one was something, but like I think the Hodor thing and his his thing and." There were three mm. what the fuck moments, and then the third one he revealed to them has yet to be revealed, I guess. So that might be something yeah. to do with. I mean, everyone's the popular theory is Bran is somehow the Night King or whatever. But what we'll see. But basically, I mean, we're talking about the one that we didn't think win won the night way more than Avengers. And I just wanted to say that, like, there's just moments where you're like kind of just cheering up because it's so cool and powerful. And it's, for me, it was like Captain America wielding Mjolnir was, was pretty badass. And uh, I, there was there was a lot of really cool moments that um, I was really surprised by because I'm such a on the fence fan and you know Thor Dark World and Avengers Age of Ultron you can like see those you you, you could smell those from a mile away and I, I haven't even seen them but like so the bad movies I haven't really seen and I still think Black Panther is a little bit overrated based on the fact that this movie was so fucking awesome and everyone really gets hyped for the the one that I fell asleep in but. Anyway, I think this is a full character arc for you because you've been pretty outspoken in how you are anti superheroes, and I you know, for the fact that you went, you enjoyed it, you were emotionally connected. I I, th- I think that's nice. Yeah, I think that you're you know it's it, it's good. It's good that even though it's not our either of our main things, that we can go and 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 feel connected in that space well it's like so. a, like a 21 film 22 film buildup, and it's like how there's how could you possibly deliver on these expectations i was just floored that they did um yeah infinity war as well i mean both of these together are, are awesome um i think it, it it does and i know we talked about a little bit on the on the avengers podcast the Endgame podcast but it made me feel like the end of a series of a tv show and even in the same way the actors that you say goodbye to a lot like how bill Hader leaves snl and you're like oh i'm not going to be able to watch stefan anymore that's sad but also you're going to be able to get a great you're going to have him be able to do great work outside of this this world you know he's you're, you'll get a show like barry yeah exactly you know what i mean where it's like oh man i'm sad about stefan well you just go rewatch those you don't really need more of that but yeah now you get now you get something like barry which yeah is, so now is, you get downey jr and you get you, you get chris evans or who, whomever else but these, these people are going to have more time on their hands to to do other projects you know yeah well i think the russo brothers are, are making some movie called cherry with tom holland so that should be kind of cool um yeah do we want do you want to touch on barry a little bit here we got a yeah, I'll just do a couple minutes on it. So that's a good transition into uh, just up- updating season two of Barry. How, how have you been feeling so far? Um, I got to say, I, I, I need more. Um... Noho Hank? Uh, no, I need less of that. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I I love Noho Hank. Yeah, I, I, see, I'm more of a um, Kusuno. Henry Winkler. Yeah, Henry Winkler in love with the like w- once she was killed off, um, the inspector. Uh, was it? Jean Kusuno yeah. is the name of the character. 
I, I need more Gene Kusno, and I we've been getting not so much of him. But having said that, the last Sunday's episode was something Lily or whatever. It was like that, that, that girl and her dad, and that was yeah. written and directed by Bill Hader, and uh, it was awesome. It was completely different from anything they've done, and they kind of talk about how it was kind of one of that episode was they knew it was going to be kind of out there. But uh, I really like that one. Yeah, me and you are more into the failing actor acting classes. Yeah. Which obviously centers around Gene Cousineau, and you got a heavy dose of that in season one. And they are skewing more towards the assassin Barry than they are towards actor Barry. So you're getting a lot more of, of NoHo Hank or just executions and stuff like that. I don't know if that was focus group where people wanted them to go or whether that's just bill Hader creatively getting there with his I, creative I, team i think it's just where the story's taken them you know they kind of have to kill off this girl this woman because she got too close and that deprives su- such a great comedy team of uh winkler and that woman uh, being like this like bizarre match made uh, I mean, just the scenes where he takes her to dinner and he's like, if that's not the greatest chicken in your life, I want you to kick me right in the nuts. You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, and, and even even this episode or this season where, um, you know, Barry goes to confide in Kusino and it's like this really tender moment. He's like, now I do bill by the hour, so I'm just going to go ahead and get that ledger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, just the, 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 the constant greed of this failed actor and i i that's my favorite part of the the show and i know it's about it's more about barry and I, i'm into that as well i just it's it hasn't been quite as funny as last season yeah it's not but i i do think noho hank man there's this guy in my office drink every time i talk about my office but there's this guy in my office that does this incredible uh noho impression it's like uh everyone knows mushkaks is my favorite type of ice cream and i go through <laughs> the ice cream and guess what it is cookies and cream and that's butthead esther's favorite ice cream and this whole like esther in noho hank bit that he does and and the, i basically am doing an impression of that guy's impression but yeah. it's it's so i think that guy is just he he definitely i get excited when he's on screen i i, I perk up a little bit when he's on there so he's he's been the comedy for me this season but yeah they they really need to do infuse some more henry winkler when when they are touching back i i want to have more more theater class theater scenes that stuff to me when he came out and he was doing glenn gary glenn ross but yep. misinterpreting the entire scene like that shit to me is gold yeah i know uh I, I i mean i i do get that like watching actors play bad actors can probably get pretty stale um yeah i get it uh Not for me yeah I, I get that um it's just i mean I, I it looks like they're trying to do like a little backstory with him where he's like reconnecting with his son uh, and the actor that plays his son is a, a guy on the main stage of Groundlings right now, um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely still into it. And, and like this this past week's episode where they kind of like broke the mold a little bit uh, was kind of refreshing to see that you know they're still. I just like I mean they've kind of written themselves into a corner uh, with with the end of last season. And it has yeah. been kind of interesting to see how they've kind of <coughs> gotten back on a track with it. Yeah, so I'm excited to to see where the the back half of the season takes us. They, they they do a nice job with cliffhangers, and I know that him and the creator, the creator Alec Berg, also did a, a Silicon Valley. Oh, case, that's but, right. Yeah, Alec yeah, Berg. guy uh, guy definitely knows his way around HBO drama comedies. 
So is Silicon I will, Valley uh, done? I, is that like is that coming I back? I'm not sure. Yeah, but good show. Definitely interested in more. And then I just real quick uh, before we get out, I'll give you some homework. Please go watch Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, I I have watched the first three episodes like a while ago. I mean, you gotta get, please hang in there because I when I was in New York, I was asking greg i was like hey do you watch anything with your wife christy that that maybe you know you could suggest because me and caitlin are kind of looking for a show we could both get into and he suggested marvelous miss Maisel, and we love it and i i think tony shalhoub is comic genius and i do realize they're real geniuses out there but he's he's fantastic i think the writing everything around the the development of a stand-up act i think is really fascinating alex Bornstein, I, all of it, I just am really into, and so give it a watch, and let's at least watch the first season, and we'll come back, and and good or bad, let's have a conversation on it. Uh, I'm surprised it's a, a show Greg's into, to be honest. Oh, guys got yeah. rot. Guys got <laughs> filth. Yeah, because yeah. it does. It kind of feels like it, uh, the other side of the coin of Mad Men, where it's like that. That's that 50s era. It is a little Mad Menny. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. It just feels a. It's but. like it's like the. It's not. It doesn't really put you in the fifties. It puts you in like a studio lot putting on a fifties show. It, I don't know. I know it's not supposed to be some like Emmy or uh, Academy Award winning well, drama uh, period piece. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not. I, I'm not sure why I was kind of over it pretty soon. But I'm there's I, some really cool, you know, and just like that scene in Greenwich Village at the time was very impactful creatively. And and there's some really great scenes of just fictional characters that talk about life and art. And I, I connect to it a lot, actually. Yeah. So I think I think you should give it give it another pass by really. It's a it's a great time in TV. And, and I call them Andy Bernard moments. But you know, there's that scene in the office where Andy Bernard says, I wish someone could tell you when you're in the good old days while you're in them. Oh, and yeah. it really is. I reflect and it's like, man, right now at this very moment, you've got Barry, you've got this really funny Tim Robinson show. Uh, we've got even something like Better Call Saul. You've got Game of Thrones, which is this massive thing. There's, there's so much great TV on right now. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I got to reflect and say like, this isn't one of the good old days. Like I'm going to look back and be like, man, what a, what a, what a great time to be, in a TV, definitely for TV at, at the expense of, of films a little bit, but but yeah, um, no, I, I agree with that. And um, um, there's there's almost so much to watch that it's just you're just kind of like checking off boxes though in a way. And and sometimes I have to like take a step back and like not have anything to watch for a while just so I can reflect on what I have seen and kind of like you know I haven't seen Lost, I haven't seen Walking Dead. I I mean it's if you were to try to consume everything, it would just it would just all just kind of turn into like brown. <laughs> you know, if you mix all the colors together. But yeah. um yeah, I mean yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll give it another shot. Why not? Cool. Well, thanks Matt Hayes for coming on. Oh yeah. Thank uh, you for listening. Going to a bachelor party here, Bob? I'm going to head out to a bachelor party. Oh yeah, what's that? You guys gonna put a bunch of like wieners around your neck and yeah, get some hogs, some pig hog dicks <laughs> in our mouth? So cool. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends. Share with your grandmammy. I'm gonna play us out with some uh, some of Tim Robinson's sketch from SNL from Round Ball Rock, where he's singing basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball, cause I'm gonna dunk it. <laughs> 
Sounds good to me. Cool? All right. Cool. Thanks, Hayes. Bye. Have Jim. a good one, everybody. Bye. All right, now that's how you do it, Davey. That was just getting hot. You were in such good voice today, buddy. Thank you, brother. Wow. I mean, that was great, guys. But you know what? I was wondering, is there any way we can hear it again? But, you know, with the lyrics separate.